um, I am a fan of your book, The Believing Brain, because that I found that extremely helpful to me. I am somebody who suffers from temporal lobe epilepsy. Mm. This causes some strange um, experiences of, mm. of deja vu, of believing that I know what's about to happen, of feeling a, a presence there. So I suffered from hyper-religiosity until the cyst in my temporal lobe was discovered and then the explanation for what was going on is happening. So in my time, um, my symptoms are understood as neurological. In earlier periods, in my, my period of study, medieval time, I would either have been seen as possibly a prophet um, or a mystic, somebody who actually had communion with, with God, or I could have been seen as a witch. So, yeah, we, we have culture is extremely powerful on how we understand things, but that doesn't mean that there isn't actually a truth. The reason that I have the experiences that I have is because there's a cyst that's pressing on my temporal lobe. We know this now. This is the right answer. The witchcraft or the, the spiritual mystic um, explanation are, are, are wrong. <laughs> we, we have the right answer. Um, the postmodernists and the critical theorists that, that followed them didn't believe in right answers. Now, the people we see right now, like people like Robin DiAngelo, they do believe in right answers and they believe that they have them. They believe that these systems of power and privilege like white supremacy are objectively real. They're objectively affecting non-white people in everything at all times and that um, they need to be accepted um, and dismantled, that every white person has been socialized into these and they need to acknowledge it. You can either be racist and work on it or racist and in denial. So that really is an objective truth claim. It's, it's come quite far since the mm. radical skepticism. Yeah, here you're speaking of uh, Robin DiAngelo, who, who uh, in her book, White Fragility, she happens to be white. Uh, to people like that, I just say, well, speak for yourself. If you're a racist, then what's your problem? Because the rest of us have moved on. Yeah. So sorry for you. Uh, but but I want to go back for a second. I didn't know this about the cyst on your brain. Is it still there? Yes, yes. They um, apparently it's uh, it's somewhat risky. They, they'd remove it in the U.S. You tend to take more risks, but um, no, they're they're going to leave it there unless it it can causes me significantly more problems. And do you still get these uh, feelings of deja vu and things like that? Yes, but I um, I now have a way of of kind of ignoring them. I actually, I tried to test them as um, a young person. When I, I thought I knew what was about to happen, I tried to say it at the same time that the person was going to speak it. I, I tried to sort of scientifically test and prove that I could do, I could see what was the future. And I couldn't do it, obviously, because <laughs> what um, was happening was that the experience was making me double up my memory and, and making me think I'd, experienced something before that I hadn't so at this point I still didn't know what was um what was going on and it, it wasn't until much later and I had paralysis down one side and um, that I started reading more broadly and mm. yeah then when I I found the believing brain I uh, it explained it explained a lot you and Sam Harris uh were particularly helpful to me <laughs> oh well thank you yes well that's Francis Crick's the book title, The Astonishing Hypothesis, which is that all of this stuff is just uh, the product of brain tissue and, and that we don't have to go to external sources, even if it feels like that, witches and demons and, and whatnot. 
Um, so that's interesting. It's, it reminds me a little bit of John Nash, who uh, kind of overcame his schizophrenia. He mostly heard voices, though, in the movie, The Beautiful Mind. They made them visual hallucinations because it's a movie, not a, a soundtrack. Um, but he mm-hmm. managed to overcome it by just being aware. I know this is what's going on. I know it's brain chemistry. And he took the meds for a while, but it, it yeah. kind of they all have these terrible side effects. So he quit taking them, and then he kind of developed some kind of be- cognitive behavior therapy on himself of how to you know navigate the world mm-hmm. even with these voices in his head, knowing that they're not real. So it sounds like you did something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of let them flit in and out of my mind. Now I know if I'm having repeated deja vu. Um, yeah, it's it's a symptom. I'm probably going to have a horrible headache shortly as well. But it, it is it's amazing the way the brain works. One of my friends um, was a schizophrenic, and of course, a lot of schizophrenics um, he did have visual hallucinations, which, as you mentioned, is, is are quite rare among schizophrenics. But he he wished he'd see something like demons or. Mm. Um, something supernatural so that he would know it wasn't real because he didn't believe um, in anything supernatural. But, of course, because he didn't believe in anything supernatural, that wasn't what he saw. He saw things that could be real. He would come into a room and he saw a dead body mm. um, in the room. He he would see an angry dog and run from it and, and almost get run over. And mm. Yeah, I, I find brains – I'm not at all um, – I'm much more interested in the humanities and in culture, but um, neuroscience, I have um, developed quite an interest in. 